Doing great. Great. Doing great. Uh, just to remind everybody, Brett is the owner slash manager of Beachler's Vehicle Care and Co Repair. I would call it co-owner. My dad and I okay. run it together. Co-owner of Beachler's Vehicle Care and Repair at the corner of War Memorial and Knoxville. University. Uh, university, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I think back to my Remax days. That's right, that your Remax days. That's exactly right. <laughs> University and War Memorial in Peoria. So uh, feel free to stop by there anytime if you got car questions. So mm -hmm. today, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to talk about something I get totally stoked about. Um, it is about changing car philosophies and how you operate cars the entire life. So essentially what I've done, and I did this a few years ago, is I, I, I did this for fleet companies. I would analyze the cost per mile that it would take to operate your vehicle through Beechler's uh, because fleets are huge on that. They, they get down to the tenth of a, a penny in terms of how precisely they manage their costs on fleets. So the point being is I always presented it to them because their places were selling them 3,000 mile oil change and I'd run it through the spreadsheet and I go, okay, you're spending more per mile with them than you are with me at 5,000 mile oil changes. So it was my way of presenting to them just say, hey, you know, think big picture, not just your 1995 oil change. Think big picture because you're, you're spending more money with this other location. So, so I took this out and I, I've, I, I've drawn this out and I know a lot of people in our industry and I've, I'm super passionate about this. Okay, so what I have done is I've dissected the purchasing of two different vehicles, okay? And there's two philosophies I've taken. Buying a car at its birth, zero miles on it, and taking it out to 60,000 miles, and then getting rid of it, trading it off, going to buy another car at zero miles and taking it to 60. And I've stretched that out 50 years of your life, basically from age... Let's go from 20 to 70 for round number purposes, okay? And these numbers obviously aren't completely accurate only because I don't have the time value of money and what things are going to cost 40 years down the road. We're simply taking a stamp of, of net right now and seeing where you'd be. So I took a 2017 Chevy Impala, and somebody has that buying challenge of buying the 17 Impala. And then I took a 2013 used with 60,000 miles on it, and I built this spreadsheet. Um, Totally stoked about this because all these numbers are variables. You put in how many miles per year you drive. You put in how, mu how much your insurance is. All these variables come into play. So what I did is I took the 2017 Impala and I, I looked at everything from um, what are you going to be doing on maintenance? So you're obviously going to be doing oil changes. Okay, and Greg, you and I talked before the show about oil life monitors. So I basically projected out there the average oil change would go 5,000 miles. Now, some of them... Some of them will go higher. They'll go six, seven, eight thousand miles. Um, you can calculate that out. I can set those variables in there. We can change these things. But I'm going to go with the average person running five thousand miles. Probably the best way to go about it. Okay. So I took this 2017 Chevy Impala and I looked at it and I go, okay, what what are they going to be spending? Let's look at brakes. We look put brakes in there at fifty thousand miles. Okay, front brakes only. Okay. I put tires in there at about thirty thousand miles because. The problem with original equipment tires is they don't put the highest quality tires on, and I'm not picking on them at all. I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked. I'm not picking on them at all because it's a competitive world, and they're trying to get that product out there for the lowest cost they possibly can. In order for them to do that, and if you look at this fleet analysis, all this, they've got to put some tires that'll last about 30,000 miles on it, typically is what we see in our industry. So put a set of tires in there, put a set of wiper blades in there every year. Um, 
all this went through it. And Did you uh, have an assumption in terms of the number of miles per year that the person puts on? Yes, yes. I had an assumption of about 15,000 miles per mile per year that people put on. Some people put on 10, some do 12. A lot of our customers do more than 15,000. 15,000 anymore is about average, okay? So we're gonna take this and you look at it and I've got it all drilled down to about two cents a mile and everybody goes, wow, that's not very expensive, two cents a mile. Okay, then I flip it to my next spreadsheet, okay? All right, so the cost of the new vehicle, 28 grand, approximately. Probably more than that, but approximately, okay? The value that car, the depreciation value of that car goes down on an average 60% after four years. Okay, so we take that car that's valued at 28,000, it goes down to $11,000 worth of car, it depreciates 28,000 minus 11,000 is 17,000, it depreciates 17,000. So the depreciation cost per mile is 28 cents. Okay, that's a lot of money, okay? And it doesn't seem like much, everybody thinks quarter, but every time you drive that car, you're chunking in a 28 cents per mile every time you drive it, okay? Mm -hmm. I went through the license cost per, per year, I threw that in there, I looked at the insurance cost per year, it's at 1,023. My guess is it's probably a little bit higher for this car. It all depends, but that was the average according to AAA, is 1,023. Um, I threw that into the cost per mile. I threw the fuel cost in there. I put it at 250 right now. That could change in the future, so I made that a variable. Um, I put in the miles per gallon. That could change. That changes with driving habits. And it boiled down to about which is right around where the government's at right now, 53 and a half cents per mile reimbursement. Mm. It came to about 50 cents a mile, okay? So the government number is actually pretty good. The government number is actually pretty good, mm -hmm. okay? So they're expecting people to drive new cars and depreciation, all that good stuff. So um, this, is, this is a raw number, but it's about $376,000 to have that philosophy of getting a car at zero miles, taking it to 60,000 miles, and keep turning over. Okay, until that 50 years are up at age 70. Okay, $376,000. Everybody remember that number, okay? All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears. you have any questions so far? No. Okay, I'm going to switch gears, and we're going to go to you purchasing a 2013 Chevy Impala at the 60,000-mile mark, and you take it to 250000 and the average the, the average mindset in our industry is like, oh, I'm just going to get the new car because nothing goes wrong with it. I agree. The probability of things going wrong with new cars, very low, very low. I, I totally agree. The cars are being made much, much better than they used to be. We've talked about that in many shows. So I took the 2013. I started throwing in variables such as we talked about brakes, but now we're into rear brakes because rear brakes generally go about 75,000 miles. Um, I went into... Um, multiple tire sets you're going to be buying. I went into wheel bearings you're going to be buying. Typically, cars you're seeing 75 to 100,000 miles, you're getting out of wheel bearings. I went into the alternator. I threw in an alternator at 150,000 miles, which is probably about right. That's the uh, component on the car that produces all the electricity. I threw in a water pump at 125,000 miles, which is probably a little aggressive, but... Mm, mm, it's about right, maybe. You got to make some assumptions. You got to make some assumptions. And there, there are probably a couple more things in there that are very hard to predict. And all of these things, and I, I came down to a number, and this is running it through our shop. I came down to a number, and I'm sorry, folks, I'm focused on my screen right now, of 11.2 cents per mile. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was all these numbers thrown into it, all the factory maintenance, the tires, you name it, the repairs, maintenance that you would go through in your car, $11.2. 
and you're at 11.2 cents a mile. So what I did is I threw that, I took that 11.2 cents, I even rounded it up to 13 cents a mile just for good measure for things that go wrong. You know, we have odd things that people have happen with their car when they get a little bit older in their, in their life. Um, and I could even change this variable even higher. Okay, so I took this and I took the cost of the used vehicle, $11,000. You run it for 12 and a half, 13 years, that philosophy out 50 years of time and stretching it out to 250,000 miles. And then you turn back around, you buy a car for 60,000 with 60,000 miles on it, stretch it out to 250, keep going and going and going and going and going. Okay. I threw in all those insurance and the, and, and the insurance obviously will come down too, because you won't pay a, high, a, a little bit higher insurance costs for having a new car. I threw the fuel cost in there. I, I kept the same variable of 20 miles per gallon, um, and it came down to 33 cents per mile. Mm. So you got a brand new car at 50 cents a mile, and you got the used car philosophy of 33 cents a mile, and the average person sits there and goes, that's not that big of a deal. It's 17 cents a mile. Okay. Then here's the big kicker. I took this and I threw it in the equation of you're running 15,000 miles a year times 50 years times 33 cents a mile, and it comes out to 243,000. Okay, so if everybody can recall, the original number with the brand new car, 376,000 miles, okay? And then you go to the different philosophy of 60 to 250,000 miles, and you keep doing that and keep doing that and keep doing that, 243,000 miles. Now, I'm no mathematician, but that's about 132, 133,000 miles. Am I correct, Greg? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... <coughs> what could everyone do with $133,000 extra in their life? Okay. And then you throw in investing that money or whatever you want to do with that money and the time value of money and what happens on the reverse end of it. It's a major philosophical change in people's lives. Or that's that much money that you don't have to make. Exactly. <laughs> that much money you don't have to make or be behind the eight ball on making payments to other things. How or much sooner can you retire? How much sooner you can retire? So my whole vision on this is to help people and encourage people, kind of like we were talking about reading, help people and encourage people to start thinking differently. I enjoy cars. They're not my passion. I enjoy them because they get me from point A to point B. They're a tool. You guys have heard me talk about that from time and time and time and time again. Don't idolize your vehicle because it's gonna. these are real numbers, and it hits you square between the eyes, and you know that, oh, man, I could change my philosophy, and and you can you can completely overhaul your life if you were to change your philosophy. Mm -hmm. So, any questions? Any takeaway? I mean, I'm like you can tell in my face. I get like totally stoked <laughs> about it's this. It's pretty pretty significant. Pretty significant. Because I, I truly believe people can be liberated by changing their philosophy on how they manage cars. Now, just something to add to the spreadsheet at mm -hmm. some future time. You're analyzing two scenarios. Yes. Taking a new car to sixty thousand miles, mm -hmm. or taking a used car from mm -hmm. sixty thousand to two fifty. Mm -hmm. Third option would be taking a new car all the way to two fifty. I, I can certainly do that. It'd be quite easy for me to plug in these numbers, and I can make another spreadsheet. What I want to do is I'm I, I, eventually I want to share this with the world. I want to be able to share this with customers. Now we just analyzed the Chevy Impala. It's mm -hmm. a it's a common vehicle out there. That's the reason I chose it. My vision is for us to be able to have a customer come in and say, hey, I'm looking at buying this car. It's got 30,000 miles on it. It's, it's a Subaru Forester. What do you think? Okay, let's plug some numbers in. To me, I'm bringing value to the customer. Okay, you want to start throwing timing belts in there and 
doing all these other extra things and these are notorious for having head gaskets fail let's throw a head gasket in there too and let's see what the numbers do that's where i'm going to go with this because i think it's completely valuable information we have anecdotal gut feelings in terms of what cars cost i have customers that come in the door and they say hey i'm looking at this car and i go mm -mm, don't buy it because I see the breakdown numbers on these cars and I see what can go wrong with them. And they say, okay, thank you very much. I only spent two minutes of my time with them, three minutes, five minutes sometimes, but I know that person walked away with value because I may have just saved them $5,000 in headaches possibly, mm -hmm. but that's what we're supposed to do in our industry. I don't think I'm any hero. I don't think I'm, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to, every one of us is supposed to learn our industry and pass that wisdom and knowledge on to the next person sure. in a very succinct way. And I think people can look at spreadsheet and say, yeah, these are just averages. My situation is Absolutely. different. Put two, but what you're saying is when you're comparing two different things, you got to compare apples to apples. And that's, that's what you're doing here. That's what comparing. I'm doing. You can't compare it one scenario of an Impala and the other scenario with a Forester. I mean, you Correct. have to do you can't. apples. And when you do that comparison, yes. what you're saying is if you look at a car from an economic standpoint, mm -hmm. there's money to be made. There's, yeah, it's a good way to look at it. There's, There's money a, to be made. A lot of money to be made mm -hmm. by approaching this from an economic standpoint as opposed to an emotional standpoint. Absolutely. Which is the way so many people tend to do. Absolutely. I'm going to buy this car because it's blue and it goes fast. Um, yes. And then three years later, I'm tired, tired of this car. Get rid yes. of it. Buy another one. Yes. You know, if you're Bill Gates, you don't have to worry about that. Yes. And we, we've <laughs> discussed this before in our, in our uh, show. It truly is about percentage of income, and that's the way people should look at vehicles. Um, you know, the rule of thumb that I've read, I've read different variables out there. I've read 10 to 20% of your income. You should not uh, surpass that. I'm one of these guys that make payments to yourself, and then you write checks for cars. And everybody think you know, there are people out there that hear this. I did a presentation to our company the other night, and we were talking about the number of people that are taking out car loans is, keeps increasing. And I believe it's because of the price of cars keeps exponentially increasing. It's not following, it is not following um, the inflation rate. It is going above the inflation rate and people are having to take these loans out. But I also believe there's a different formula aspect to this. People also have a love affair with cars, which is fine, but don't have too much of a love affair with them because it's going to cost you big money over the life of a car. Great information. Yep. All right. Yep. Tremendous, so. tremendous information, and uh, it's advice that most people would be well advised to take. Mm -hmm. So hope everybody, hope everybody listens, and hope everybody enjoyed it. So thanks again for joining us uh, on The Car Guy on PeoriaLife.com. Thanks, Brett, for your you're thoughts. You're very welcome. And we'll see you next time.